To be a wordsmith is defined as a person who writes, an author, a journalist, a person who commits their thoughts to paper. But I believe it is so much more. The ability to craft a story, to change lives, transport the ordinary life to an extraordinary place, to put words on paper and awaken the imagination in ways that the reader never dreamed possible. Yes, to have the ability to see what isn't there and make you see it too. To awaken the senses in new and amazing ways like feeling a cool breeze on a hot summer day on your cheek. To smell wildflowers as they bloom. To taste a delicacy on foreign soil. To feel like you've never felt before. Touching places long forgotten. Connecting your soul in new ways. That's what writers do. It's my pleasure to host Carolina Writers Speak, a new podcast, a chance to hear actual writers' voices, hear what inspires them, experience their trials and their struggles, and realize that we all have a story and it's worth telling. Hi, I'm Rose Cushing, and I am the host of Carolina Writers Speak. Today, my guest is Tom Keyes, and he is a noted author that lives down at the coastal area of North Carolina. Latest book is called The Whisper Room, and I know you're going get, to enjoy getting to know more about Tom and the magnificent books that he's written. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, Rose. It's good to see you. Great to hear you anyway. <laughs> good to hear you, too. I'm excited to learn more about your book, but before we get into that, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, well, I've recently recently retired. Uh, I was the president of the Carteret County Chamber of Commerce. That was my day job. Um, but I also uh, teach uh, creative writing over at the college. So now I'm kind of a full-time freelance writer and uh, do some part-time teaching. That's really exciting. Now, tell us about your class. How can people get involved with that? If they go to the Carteret Community College website... Uh, they can sign up. It's a four-week class. It starts, uh, let's see, February 19th. We're actually going to be teaching the class at a place called the Web Center, which is a coffee shop. And uh, actually on the far end, there's a little wine bar, but we'll be teaching in the library area. The college does not uh, does not encourage uh, drinking alcoholic beverages in class. Right. <laughs> well, it is an in-person class, isn't it? I'm sorry? It's an in-person class. It's an in-person class. Um, we thought about making it online back during the pandemic, but that just doesn't work. We we like to uh, do things face-to-face. -face. What I do is I'll give the uh, class a writing prompt, and then they'll write about a 1,000 words, which is about three pages, double-spaced, and read it in the class the next week. Now, that's scary. But what we do is after you read the, the piece, we all applaud and we talk about what we liked about it. And then uh, we talk about how we could have made it a little stronger. So it's a very positive uh, uh, experience. It sounds like it would be. If I didn't live two hours away, I would certainly be signing up. Well, you'd be welcome. I, I appreciate that. Now, tell us about Whisper Room. That title is so intriguing. Whisper Room uh, came to me, and that came to me during the pandemic, too. Um, what if 
uh, there was an escort service that was run by uh, women and it was vetted so that uh, it's not something that people are forced to do. It's there are no drugs. Uh, it's not sex trafficking. This is this is a way that they have chosen to to lead their lives. And indeed, I I have you know online I was in touch with people who who do that, and that's what made me think about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, if it's it, then the whole thing is done online, like Uber, where you can order an escort and uh, a reservation for dinner or a hotel room or even a trip to Jamaica. And I thought that was a pretty clever idea until I discovered there are actually websites and apps that do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the point of the story is, what if somebody hacks into it and starts blackmailing clients and uh, then goes a step further? What if some of the escorts start turning up dead? And that is the crux of the mystery. That is awesome. What a, what a good current times tale. To, to weave for people and uh, and make it a mystery. I love that. Now, well, and we actually touch we touch upon the Gilgo murders too out of Long Island. Uh, this was before he was he was arrested mm-hmm. because, as it turns out, doing some research, uh, prostitutes and escorts are prime targets for serial killers because they're just so easy to take off the street. Yeah, that would make sense. I can see. So you have many books out there. So tell us about some of your other books. They're all part of the Geneva Chase mystery series right at the moment. I've got five of them. Uh, the first one was Random Road. It's uh, They are all written from the first person viewpoint of a female reporter uh, who has, uh, she's she's a smart ass. She drinks too much but she, and she makes bad life decisions, but she's really smart. Her heart's in the right place and she ends up fostering a 13 year old girl so um it's i was only planning on writing from the viewpoint of a female for one book mm-hmm. and then uh, it sold out of its first hardcover printing before uh the launch date because we we were getting such good reviews and um they ordered two more books after that and i've written five now my agent has a sixth but while we're waiting for that um, I've got another book that's with my editor right now that is not a Geneva Chase novel. We're going to try something a little different. That's really, really interesting. Now, how can we find your books and buy them? You can get them, obviously, on Amazon. Uh, you can uh, order them through Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart. Uh, you can get them in person at a lot of bookstores. Barnes & Noble has been very good about carrying my books. Um, books a million has been good about carrying my books and, uh, a lot of independent bookstores, but your easiest is obviously to find them online. Now, do you have any other events coming up where you have some book signings or, or things going on? Rose, it's funny. You should ask. Um, we have a, uh, dinner theater, uh, on next Thursday. What is it? That is the, uh, 8th and the 9th, uh, Thursday and Friday, February, at the Carteret Community College Hospitality and Culinary School. They'll be doing the food, and the uh, Carteret Community Theater uh, are going to be acting the parts. I wrote 
the, the play. It's the second time I've done that. We did one last year. It was sold out. It's a fundraiser for the college. It's a fundraiser for the theater. Mm-hmm. And uh, after after the uh, the play is done, I sell books out in the lobby. That's really neat. I love dinner theaters. I'm going to go to one in, in April in Aurora. And I, who would think Aurora, North Carolina, would have dinner theater, but they do. So that'll be really fun. I wish I'd known about this one earlier. Yeah, this is this is this is a lot of fun for me because my books are a little dark, mm-hmm. uh, and the dinner theater it's there are comedies because nobody wants to go be depressed right. over dinner. <laughs> uh, you know, we want some laughs, and uh, the theater people take this very very seriously. Mm-hmm. They've been uh, rehearsing three nights a week for the last month. And uh, I, from what I understand, I was talking to the head of the culinary school last night. They've got uh, a great dinner planned for both nights. Uh, right at the moment, we're, uh, both nights are three quarters of the way sold out. So exactly. we're anticipating, yeah, we'll probably sell out probably by early next week. So yeah. if anybody's interested out there, now's a good time to buy a ticket. Very good. Very good. I will post that on my Facebook pages for you, too. Hmm. Thank so- you. Your, your new book, can you give us any clues about that? What direction the you're new, going? Yeah, the new book is called Saint of Lost Causes. And uh, the premise is he he he's an ex-New York cop. His claim to fame was he uh, he found lost children. And he burned out. He, he, he lost one. He, he made a mistake. And he took an early retirement, and now he's tending bar uh, at a beachfront uh, location in North Carolina, very much like Moorhead City. Mm-hmm. And um, a woman finds him. She she has discovered that she's got a sister she never knew, and the sister's ten years old. And uh, the whole thing, he he suggests that she she hire another detective because he doesn't do this anymore. And she does that. And the other detective, two nights later, is found in the Albemarle Sound with two bullets in the back of his head. Wow. So he does go out. He he wants to find who killed his friend, the detective. But he also wants to find the 10-year-old little girl. And it's a story. It, it, it talks about racism. It talks about militias. Uh, but it also talks about murder. And um, I had a very good time writing it. So I hope my editor loves it. She's She actually has done a quick run through as far as editing. And she's taken it to the acquisitions team of my publishing house. Right. So we'll see if they and uh, if they like it, they'll move ahead with it. And hopefully it'll be out this year. That's fantastic. That will be fun. It's good to see you branching out in some new directions. That It's always fun to kind of flex your wings a little bit. Yeah, I I figured it's I, I I want to try that, and I've got a couple of other ideas for books. Um, I I did not want to pigeon myself pigeonhole myself into uh, just doing the Geneva Chase series. Mm-hmm. So, in your writing career, what would you say is your largest obstacle at getting your work finished and put out there? Uh, procrastination. Uh, it just is like with a lot of other writers. One of the things I tell my class is if you're a writer, you'll write every single day, even if it's only a single. Uh, keep a notebook with you. And if you hear some dialogue, somebody saying something or you see a scene that you think is remarkable, write it down. Now, my problem is I can go down that rat hole of the Internet 
you you see something online, you go, well, that looks interesting. And then you see something yeah. else that looks interesting. And next time you turn around, you look at the clock, it's three hours later. Yeah. So that that is a detriment. You you really have to force yourself to not do any of that. Just turn off everything. I don't even have any music or anything on. I just I'm just, you know, work away at it. And that that is my biggest obstacle is as trying to tune the rest of the world out. Right. I, I think that was mine too. I find myself doing anything but. <laughs> yeah. And that's and, that, and the, there's actually an old joke that uh how do you how do you get your house clean? Uh we'll mm -hmm. give a writer because they'll they'll do anything except, you know, sit down at the computer. And you nailed it. I, I said, Oh, I bet, let me write this down, but I gotta go do this first. <laughs> so yes. I'm very guilty of that. So as a writer, a, a very successful writer, how would you, what kind of advice would you give to writers coming up? How to, you know, stay with it and is it worth it and how to make it, you know, in the writing world? Well, first of all, it's, it's, it's certainly worth it no matter what to, to write your thoughts down on paper. It's in some cases, it's almost like therapy. I've, I've, in my class, I've actually um, had students who had PTSD, and they would talk about their experiences and work their way through it on paper. And I, I there was one guy, he was, he was uh, a retired Marine. His wife reached out to me and said that he has, he has felt so much better by putting his thoughts on paper. So no matter what, whether it's published or not, it's just, it's good to get it down. Um, and my advice for anybody is, is keep plugging away, keep trying. It's uh, it, it. I wrote five novels before Random Road was published. It, but every time I'd, I'd write a book, it would get better. It's like mm -hmm. practice. It's like if you want to be in the end, you, you will practice, practice, practice. And that's what this is. Writing is sitting down and doing it and being with other writers. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. The, the Carter Writers Network. Uh, most of the people on that board are my ex-students. So, right. you know, I suggested stay, stay with your group. Writers like to be around writers. And they do. I, you know, I love being around. Uh, do you know if they're going to do their workshop series this spring? The Carter at Writers? I do believe they are. Good. Um, you know, they are extraordinarily active. They're, they're mm -hmm. I love those so if I had to take any bets, I'd say, yeah, they're going to be doing them again. Good, good. I hope to attend them again. That'll be fun. I, I joined them, but I had a hard time getting to the meeting because of the two-hour distance. I don't drive good at night anymore. So maybe when the days either. get a little longer, <laughs> I'll be more apt. Well, all right. Now remind us again where we can find your books and the titles of them. Uh, uh, most bookshops should have them. If they don't, please ask for them. Yes. But you can always get them on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble website, uh, Target website, uh, Walmart uh, website. Mm -hmm. um, so they're pretty easy to find. Now, one last question. Do you, you have your books in local bookshops. Do you find most local bookshop owners are happy to have local authors? They are. They're, 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 they're really good to work with. And uh, there's, we have a little bookshop down here. It's it's just called the bookshop. It's mm -hmm. got no other name. He's been a great uh, fan and he's been a great supporter. A uh, little bookshop up in New Bern uh, called Next Chapter. Mm -hmm. She is a supporter of local writers. 
And I can't say enough nice things about independent bookstores. They are great. That you know, if you can't find a book you're looking for in an independent bookstore, ask them to order it for you, and mm -hmm. that way your money local, and you're helping support those little, those little independent books. That's so important. When I teach marketing, I always remind people to not forget about their grassroots marketing because the yep. local people are going to support you through thick and thin. Absolutely, and they they've been terrific. I, mm -hmm. I absolutely love. Well, it's been really nice chatting with you today. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know about Tom Keys? Uh, no, other than uh, he's got a class coming up. He's got the uh, dinner theater coming up. Mm -hmm. And since I'm retired, I can say uh, retirement is everything that's cracked up to be. I sleep late in the morning now, and <laughs> I'm just yeah. loving it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Everybody has a story. Just let your mind drift away and find yours. I know it's out there. What are you waiting for? <laughs>